1: All right. It is Manifesto Monday. See that?
0: I like it. Alliteration whit, is one of my favorite things. At
1: the top, A little alliteration at the top of the show. I was hoping you would say that because I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Jesse is nervous, but not because of the pod, and I don't want to be alive. So <laughs> I don't think it won't be working today at all. So I think it's safe to say it's going to be Why an excellent show. Why did you jump to that? Oh, It's going to be a good show. I am ready to... Yeah, just been a busy week. Still waiting on the MRI results of the arm. You have to call around more than it's it's ridiculous. What's the deal? I thought they call you guy to send you to that guy, and then that guy doesn't want to talk to this guy, so you have to like set up a communication. The medical system in this country is oh my a goodness. joke.
0: So don't even get me started on the CPAP. Oh, I yeah. found out. Hey, well, good doesn't news. Matter. Good news. Bottom line:
1: I won't get you started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sports cards and nonsense Monday edition. What are we talking about? We'll, we'll, we'll mix in the panther, obviously. Yeah. Oh well, obviously. Your shirt, says, gotta, your shirt says "Underdog," by the way.
0: We got the shirt from a fan uh, at the national. Uh, he has a. I think this is a card shop out in Knoxville, but it's actually a shirt that fits. Shirt that fits me. So, okay. Thank you. It's underdog. gonna be some
1: nostalgia today. I Got a whole segment. People saw, again. We had some. Oh, we always see the. Oh, you know what? That's the other thing I wanted to bring up. You had a post in the Facebook group last week. What can we improve on? Oh, yes. Do you? Guess. People like guests and they miss them. Guests, which fine. We're locking some people up for the next couple. Of months. Not every show, by the way. I will never have a guest every show. No. I think two to three a month is fitting. Yeah. And they also said, hey, what about like some more collectors, like stories? You know, mm-hmm. Mike's background in cards. Jesse's back. or Jesse's, you know, starting in cards right now. Uh, I think that's all fair. So we're going to mix in a little bit of that today. For guests, yes. I did talk to Jason Flynn. The Irish kid. We like mm-hmm. him. He talks about soccer. soccer. Uh, he'll be on this month. He said he'd come on in November. Uh, Josh Luber. We're going to break out his manifesto today, but Luber had a nice meeting with his associate. not We to cannot be confused. guarantee yet. No, don't, we can guarantee he'll be on the show. Okay. His associate, not to be confused <laughs> with his assistant. That is your that is mistake. Fault, I would apparently. have never said that. I don't know what to call anybody. I don't know what anybody <laughs> does. I never know what's going on. So Luber, I'm hoping either Thursday or next week. One of the three of the next upcoming shows. I'd like to get him on to respond to this thing he wrote. Uh, Yeah, that's it. And Simmons at some point, he said he'd come on after October. October was a bad month. Well, guess what? We're in November. Boom. Dude, I have
0: so many butterflies. I don't know. Talk me out of it. Talk me down. I woke up this morning. Here's the best thing. Just mute your microphone. I'll take it. Just go ahead and mute out. (laughs) You got this? All right. I got it. Give give us
1: the rundown, then you can have your mental
0: breakdown. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, Rundown. We're going to start us off with a little Luber manifesto. His white paper that he put out last week, I think it was like a a Friday. Honestly, really appreciate the article. We're going to talk about that more in detail. Um, Hopefully, you guys like what you hear as well, because... In the end, it's all pretty positive about. For those where we're who don't headed. know,
1: Josh Luber is going to run the company that Fanatics is going to form to take over and dominate the card world. So he released yes. this. I call it manifesto because that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like just his thoughts, kind of his general breakdown. His, you know, his.
0: I think manifesto gives a, co- a negative connotation, though. It was stupid. Ted think
1: Kaczynski was... <laughs> ruined the word manifesto. <laughs> he for ruined everybody. it. What a uh, tool. Hidden Ed Bundy, but Sam Jets. Worthing. Sam Worthington caught him, so it's all safe. Oh, yeah, that okay, was, a ahead, good, I'm sorry. That was Netflix. You. you keep going. Uh,
0: after that, we're going to do discuss a little bit about what you guys thought about who we might view as the best uh, MVP prospect this far into the NFL season. Uh, we are going to discuss a little bit, slight bit of NFT. Not going to take up as much time as last week. Just want to touch on it. And then Mike, as he alluded to, is going to talk a little about What he really appreciated collecting when he was growing up. What uh, got me in and kept me in the hobby. Yep. There we go. A little collector's Um, note there. I like that. Some releases, some mailbag and just some random banter that you all want to hear more and more of. Because I feel like of the posts that I put up last week, what can we do better? The guys, all of them said, just keep on bantering and then also do this. So
1: banter, we got you. All right. That's the show. I just, got, I just got this text. I, I did, had not heard this rumor yet. Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown. Let me just throw this in at the top of the show because that's Celtics related and Simmons will yell if we don't talk about it. Yep. So Jalen Brown first is out one to two weeks with a hamstring. There was a mention of Ben Simmons to the Celtics, but it would have to include Jalen Brown. Uh, I understand why Philly would make that trade. You add Jalen Brown to that Philly squad. That is a dangerous team. Like front runners in the East dangerous. They're already playing good. And I think Embiid just came down with COVID as well. But nonetheless, when that team's healthy, if you put Jalen Brown on the court, that's a stupid good team. And I would buy everything Jalen Brown because I think he'd be a major contributor. But when does Jalen Brown come back, though? One to two weeks. But, oh, one to two. Oh, but for the awesome. Celtics, why would you want Simmons for Jalen? I, 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 that's the one that makes no sense to me at all. I, wouldn't, I, I like Ben Simmons. I'm not giving up Tatum or, or Jalen Brown to do that. So I don't know what he does that Jalen doesn't do. Jalen plays great perimeter defense as well. He's a better scorer, um, a much, much better scorer. I guess Simmons can pass better. I mean, probably p- better passer. Fine.
0: So that's some good sports talk. How does this correlate to card talk? Who's, if, who's if, worth buying
1: and selling? If Jalen Brown gets traded to the Phillies, buy every, I've to, if he gets traded to the Phillies and starts playing baseball, big time. <laughs> if he gets traded to the 76ers, that's huge. I I, I would buy everything Jalen Brown because I think he would be a overnight even bigger star than he is now. Um, and if Ben Simmons get trade, gets traded to a place he's going to play, that's good for him. His cards will reflect positively. But anyways, I just saw that, and I was like, this is nuts. I say I just saw that. My buddy Richard texted me that. So, And Richard is his real name. So,
0: Wow. Okay. Boom. Thank you for clarifying okay, that. Okay,
1: let's get into this manifesto. Okay, here's Big the Big picture! Thank you. And here's the full disclaimer. I have looked over portions of this. I'm familiar with it. But I told Jesse last week when it came out, we wanted to play the angle of... Kind of read and react. So Jesse is gonna, Jesse went through this. I I have to. I don't do this often because it's always horribly awkward. I'm gonna compliment you on this. Oh, Jesse I didn't put see in that like a couple hours of work, like really breaking this thing down. Yeah, look, like I was two. actually I was actually pretty impressed. So
0: did you say like two? No, as honestly it was four, but I didn't want to overhype it. So yeah, just take I had it easy. No one believes no one believes four. So let's say I two. is believable.
1: We'll keep that. We did this on purpose. I told Jesse, as soon as we are done with this show, I'm going to read it way more in depth and get very, very familiar with it for the upcoming interview with Josh, which hopefully will happen. But for today's purposes, read and react. I'm yes. going to follow your lead here. Okay. I'm curious, well, too, because I think this the biggest effect is on people like yourselves. Hey, this card market could be taking a major shift. I'm new in the space. What does it mean?
0: And let me just give my first overall reaction when I saw that this was coming out. I, If I'm being 100% honest, I th- I'm thinking, Oh, this is just a guy who like he's going to be in the card industry, so now he's got to really start pumping up cards and this is all that's going to be. I was sorely mistaken. I got such a better understanding of where Josh is coming from and also I have to say I didn't realize that he's also a writer. He wrote this well enough to where I am not a big fan of like reading, I shouldn't say that makes film. me sound stupid, but yeah, just like reading a a white paper. I love fiction, sci-fi, that's awesome. A white paper i wasn't super pumped at but he made it entertaining so if you haven't had a chance check it out that being said um yeah this is a 50 page document guys we're not gonna go over all of it how um, long
1: is it I, i'm curious how long does it take to write a 50 page document
0: it took him four months he said off and on over four months basically Man. um so this has not just been like he wrote this in a weekend or anything like that uh and what's what's cool too is he he basically any of the facts that he throws in here he does have like footnotes referencing and an appendix referencing all this stuff. So it's yes, he does emphasize this is his own opinion, but it does seem to be backed
1: by a lot of facts, which also is Also really heavily cool. influenced by card ladder, I like seeing that. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, just raw data. Yeah, we don't talk about card ladder here enough anymore.
0: Well, they should pay us more money. That would be really cool. <laughs> okay, take a breath. <laughs>
1: Okay. Anyways, go ahead. So let's hit us with some. Uh, all right. We'll do like an overview here. Hit us with some specifics now.
0: Okay. So all that being said, it turns out Josh is a huge uh, collector. Uh, he starts out like first sentence. in the whole thing is I have a room in my house where I keep my cards and I have a lot of cards. Stop. Like,
1: all right, hang right on. there. Gonna, and you're going to hate me for doing this. this is how I'm gonna, I knew he was in the space. We had talked to him at one time at that horrible mm-hmm. meeting I didn't realize how in the space he was. I mean, ridiculously. more. I said today on that meeting, as a matter of fact, more, even more of a collector than I am. Not just in volume. I mean, like, his intensity, his, seems like his mm-hmm. love of the hobby is even stronger than mine, which is good for him.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, he goes into depth of, like, the smell of the PSA sleeves. Never and, like, talked the, about smell
1: before. I know. I was like, he's got you beat. <laughs> advantage Louber. Has he ever talked about the taste, though? Now, that's... You want to talk senses? Okay, got it. Huh.
0: Next next time. What do tops cards taste like? Um, So that was that's the foreword. Then we get into a little bit of history, which, again, as someone new into the hobby, I appreciate it. Kind of letting, you know, like where how did we get to where we are now? Um, He talks about the boom uh, that we saw back in the 60s and the 90s, um, basically explaining how. Bottom line, things started to get overproduced. That mm-hmm. was that was kind of the overall consensus to a lot of that. Yep. Um, he points out by the early '90s, card companies were producing as many as 81 billion cards per year, more than 300 for every man, woman, and child in the country. Uh, I thought that was an interesting fact. Just absolutely insane numbers. So yep. junk wax era. Yeah. So that it also mentioned this. I found I found this interesting. It said. Tops, this was like a, a fact. I guess he did some research on. It was once a publicly traded company. Its stock price was over twenty dollars in the nineteen eighties. It fell to $4.25, four point two five dollars, four dollars and a quarter by ninety six. Um, card revenue fell from one point five billion in nineteen ninety one down to four hundred million dollars, and down into uh, in, in ninety one fell down to four hundred million, and by two thousand eight. Do you think it was higher or lower than that? Lower, lower, two hundred million. I mean, it that is it insane. was insane, huge, and yeah, how much it crashed, just absolute crazy numbers. Um, so again, a lot of this is just kind of the history. Yeah, and let's hit even, the relevant. Now let's hit
1: like some of the relevant, like yeah, the visionary so, points.
0: So some of the more interesting things that I highlighted here were, um. Basically, <laughs> hobbies, <laughs> know no, some trying, of the more interesting things I, I want to talk about. I, I have highlighted in are. different colors. I have highlighted in different colors yep. uh, what I thought would be more relevant. Um, so this point that he makes, I thought was pretty relevant. Um, he talks about how he, was, he basically was getting into demand and supply. Demand has to be greater than supply for this whole card thing to work out. Nothing different there. Right. Everything yep. that we've talked about, um, it says Hobby shops can't get enough product. Everything that Topps and Panini release sells out within days or even minutes. On eBay and Golden, buyers outnumber sellers. And every other day, there's a new record-breaking multi-million dollar sale making headlines. If you put 101 economists in a room, had them pour over the data and then summarize the market in one pithy simple equation, he said demand is greater than supply. Yep. That is what we're seeing. Would you agree with that? Of course. So that's an issue though. How many times are we seeing, I can't find any, like no one's buying. I'll go to the car shop, no one's buying anything. But I mean, that's not actually the case though, it doesn't seem like.
1: No, of course not. In the overall space, the demand is still much higher. And he's also specifically talking about the wax side of things, as opposed to like Luca base as a single. There's a, there's a differentiation there. But his overall point, yes. The wax, which still drives the hobby like it did in the 90s, wax is still much more highly sought after than it is readily available.
0: Yes, okay. yeah. And so that that's kind of like the point he wants to make kind of off the bat of where we are right now. But um, this is where it, it break, breaks down into five parts, this entire essay. Um, part one, he's basically reviewing growth and volatility of the market over the last 18 months. Uh, in particular, basically getting up to that run up of Q2 of this year. You know, we all experienced that huge boom and then crash. Um, and and to get into that, he basically gets into recent growth and volatility. What you referenced before about Card Ladder. So he there's this thing called the Card Ladder index or the Card Ladder 50 index, Correct. which uh, essentially what is that? How does that how would you explain that? That was basically the most Popular cards. Um, actually, here it is. It says the this tracks the aggregate daily price
1: movements of fifty high-profile sports cards. So and the, yeah, so the card itself, and then you also have the player index, which is very helpful. So the player index yes. basically tells you, hey, over the last three months, this player is up in general about this much. Mm-hmm. So if there's a card that hasn't sold much over this past three months, you could still say, well, everything else is up thirty percent. This is a little bit rarer, so okay, maybe it's up forty percent instead. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it kind of gives you an overall idea of a certain card or a certain player. Yep.
0: He says the market, uh, the story is clear. Basically, the market has been incredibly stable for a long time, dating back before this chart, which this chart went back to um, October 2019. So it's essentially a two-year chart with prices rising a mere 5% over the nine months ending in March 2020. Um, So the market was overall pretty stable. You were in the market at the time. You would you say the same thing you experienced that?
1: Yeah, so you're talking pre-COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. year over year, it was there was solid steady movement. The wax side of things was very good. Even the single side though, you were starting to see prices tick up. Like hey, last year the number one rookie out of this product might have been $5. This year they're like 7 or 8. You know, there was in general just good good positive vibes and then March came and yeah, explosion, right?
0: Yeah. And so that's it's basically talking about this run-up of between April and September uh, of 2020, you saw the index increase where, again, it was like 5% over nine months. It went 75? up 160%. Okay, yeah. Ins- insane. Just, yep. And so it, there's there's a number of things that contribute to that. He kind of gets into that a little bit later, but he does mention
1: COVID lockdown and ESPN's The Last Dance, which I found that interesting that he kind of- You know what's nice he didn't mention, though? And I say he didn't. He might have mentioned it, but he didn't start with it, is stimulus. I get so irritated when people talk about the stimulus. was like, mm-hmm. that, the stimulus check was the catalyst for the hobby. 600 bucks for people who got it was not the stimulus for this hobby. It was being locked in and being locked down on COVID and having too much time on our hands, sitting around looking for side hustles. And what do you do when you can't leave your house? You turn to e-commerce. That was more to do with it. The last dance happened to be perfect timing because then it brought in people. A lot of our audience, I think, actually, like that type of, hey, we like sports, kind of have heard in the sports card world. We know it exists. Now we're going to dabble in it. Perfect storm. All the veterans who were in it are just spending more time, more money. All these new people are now coming in because there's this major media catalyst like the last dance. It was just a perfect storm. And hedge funds, VC, asset guys, you know, guys who were looking to diversify their asset classes and holdings and all that crap, those guys came in as well, so. So and it, so it talks about leading,
0: and there is mention of stimulus later mm-hmm. on, but I like I and I appreciate this that he doesn't attribute it to any one thing. Correct. Like there's uh, multiple things that it may have a had perfect a play to storm. factor. Yep. Exactly. But that being said, there was a lot of booms and busts like throughout this time. Not not things that you would necessarily see, say like a boom like we saw in, in Q2, but like. A lot of like ups and downs over this time. But he said the one thing, uh the one big one that we hit was the nineteen eighty-six Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card selling in Q1 for seven hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars.
1: And a couple um, sold over five fifty. Like there were multiple sales that high. It's stupid.
0: Yes. Yep. And so Crazy what he morning. attributes and, and you know, who knows the the real backstory to this, but he does attribute to this, um, and I think what it he mentions that the sale happened at Golden, uh, which announced funding 17 days later, that churning group funding, which he mm-hmm. mentioned Bill Simmons a number of times actually in this. So mm-hmm. we should get Bill's take on all this. Get him on here. Um, but that being said, that card, the way he explains it, and I'd like to h- hear your opinion on this. He explains it like this. Say, and this is just for example sake, but he says, uh Mark this is an Wahlberg analogy?
1: hang on no this he is he does, analogy. It, that's what's
0: funny about this he it's it's a funny story he relates it's not actually what happened it's fictional but yeah but his just, makes
1: sense I thought this was a Jesse analogy coming I'm sorry <laughs> go ahead go. so no, you go but you so sh- no no you were nice <laughs>
0: about it um Mark Cuban Mark Wahlberg oh, both won a Michael Jordan card um they talked to Ken and Ken says yeah that card's worth a hundred thousand it's going to be a lot more and you know Sometime in the future. And these guys being wealthy, being guys who have expendable income, they want to buy this card. So they see it and they see the card markets already going up. They're okay with spending up to $738,000 because they know at some point this could be a million dollar card. Mm -hmm. And they kind of he kind of goes into explaining that's what we might have seen in this scenario because knowing that one day someone thought of this card as a million dollar card, they were okay with spending a little bit more on it. That created such an effect of, oh, I want that card and I'm going to have it. Now other people see, oh, well, if they're spending money on it, I'm going to spend it. Um, There's a lot of flexing going on. There, Oh, absolutely. No there question. was a lot of flexing. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, what happens though, is you start getting more and more people buying this card that just means there's less buyers out there who are willing to spend because they already have one but right.
1: and all of a sudden your supply is heavier than your actual demand
0: is exactly yep. and it's kind of like a run-up like that in a lot of cases mm-hmm. it's kind of what he explains and alludes to uh for the big boom now he does mention the stimulus he now, I does know, by mention- the way with
1: that jordan so i did end up buying a jordan not a psa mm-hmm. 10 this is another one of those cards I just think is weird. I ended up buying a BGS 9.5. It's a minimum gem, so it has three 9.5 subs, one 9 sub. But centering is a 9.5. Although you can tell the card is not clearly, it's clearly not 50-50, but it still met the parameters to be a 9.5. Mm-hmm. I ended up just buying that card outright, but months after all this, well, really almost a year after oh, this. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because I just thought two factors. I think the super spike had come way down, and people were like, okay, that card's run up, now it's going to fall. And then my other thing was, well, why is a BGS card worth? I mean, what the high sale on a PSA ten was like seven fifty, wasn't it? Yeah. I spent sixty. I it was either sixty or sixty two thousand. That's obviously it's a lot of money. But, sure. But for a gem and I don't like Beckett all that much, anyways. I'm not sitting here. But for a Beckett card to sell for that much less, and one actually a PSA ten sold for eight hundred thousand plus a few months ago. So that's what I think is crazy with this card. Is Do you still I, you still have it, right? Mm-hmm sitting on the box because I honestly my thought with that was not only the number of gems and a becket holder that are available, but the number that having nine point five on centering. I think if I hold that card a year or two, I think it might actually hit a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, really. Okay. And again, to me, it's like that's a pretty good return on a big chunk of money, and I think it's safe money. It's not a Joe Burrow card where I'm worried I got to move it in the next month or two. So, but my whole point in saying this is I agree with this part of Josh's thing. I agree with. I wasn't going to buy in during this flexing period just because you know, hey I can do it too. Great, and we're all awesome and spending millions of dollars on cards. To me, it's like you just let let big money guys come in and flex and do their thing and then just hang out in the wake. <laughs> you can yeah. make money doing well, I mean, that, I
0: think. Like you said, like that whole flex thing, what that really starts is a whole, you know, cycle of FOMO, you know, like everyone's going to either the cards not going to be available or the prices are going to go up even more so. And so it just keeps reemphasizing the need that I need to go out there and buy this before I don't have the ability to. And anymore. it was
1: across the board because all of a sudden the spillover was 1990 hoops. PSA to 10 Jordans went from 60 bucks to 400. It's yes. Like 93 flare. Like it just had a whole crazy trickle down effect like nothing I've ever seen. So
0: Now he points out too that it appears at this point the market's stabilized. Um, many of those deeper fears have for most part extinguished. Agreed. Um, and that's kind of what we're showing in the graph too. You can see in the graph there's this huge spike. But as we've mentioned several times before, the where we've come down to since then is never previously yeah, never right. as low as what it was. And if you look at it's it's really funny too, because it I kept thinking, man, looking at this graph, it looks a lot like the crypto, crypto graph. Like if you're looking at like Ethereum or Bitcoin or something like that. But later on, he does attribute a lot of you know the same sellers or I'm sorry, the same buyers of cards as crypto buyers because they're younger guys like ourselves or younger who have a general interest in this, but also are, these are the same people who are getting into crypto. So you see some very similar patterns, not exactly the same, but some very similar, you know, highs and lows. Cause it, this high in Q2 was the same time when you saw Bitcoin reach like, what was it? Like 60,000 or whatever it was for the first time. Which um, is interesting
1: too, but that's an observation we've made. That's the other point. Again, yeah. I didn't go crazy in depth. I think you said this too, though. There was a lot of points made in that manifesto that we have said openly on this crypto. I've, I've said for months now, longer than that, there's definitely a direct connection. So oh, absolutely. what, what do we have for like visionary stuff for like the future? Hit me with a few of those. Then we'll move on. Give me a second. We'll jump ahead to Straighten it. Straighten your hair. Um, your, look, your hair, by the way, on point. Did you get a haircut?
0: I did. Russell, look look you know he, he cut that so good. Um, Hang on. You got to give me a sec because there's the thing that
1: sinks is it's such good information. You could dissect this for such a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And we will when we get him on again a little bit more. Like we, we were going to really focus on the collector aspect with him and what it means. Mm-hmm. But for today, I'm just, you know, a lot of these yeah. guys like, all right, let's talk about sports now. So.
0: All right. I'm kind of going through. Oh, by the way, he does. He if you guys are looking for a Kim Kardashian card. Now I realize what was so hard for us to find one. There you go. Uh, he's been on he's a run buying them, them all for the most. Yeah. He mentions in here how many he's got. It's kind of crazy. Um, you have yours, right? Yeah, it's not it's not an auto though. It's auto it's autographed by the guy who actually made the card, not by her. So yeah, not quite as cool. Discipline. Um, let's see, he talks about the grading shutdown, reduced the amount of free cash in the market, decreased demand, and undermined confidence. No um, question. Yep. Let's go. The
1: other thing that this whole manifesto, I keep calling it that, and that's a compliment, by the way. I don't mean that it's like an <laughs> insult. I really don't. Like to me, this was this dude's thinking, very well organized and put on paper. I, again, it just all kind of led to my, uh, my conclusion of he's just way more involved in the space than I thought he was. Cause, cause a lot of this stuff is stuff that we have talked about because I'm talking to people daily about this or I'm mm-hmm. in these circle. That's why to see this, I was like, yeah, this isn't just the guy who invented StockX and did that. Like this, the dude is clearly, yeah, it's in, that's why I want to talk. Yeah. I do, I really do want to get him on. Cause I, I still think he's very unknown to a lot of people. Including me and you. We had that stupid, awkward meeting months ago. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who he really was. But yeah. Granted, since then, now he's going to be the kingmaker in the hobby. That's fantastic. Point being, there's a lot more than just like a guy coming in. This isn't Michael Rubin running the company. Like a corporate, like a suit who's you know in yeah. the business side of this. So it's, it's interesting.
0: Oh, it absolutely is. And to know that he's been going to like card shows since he was a kid. Yep. And like, yeah, he's he was at the National this year, which... That would be cool to actually meet him there. But then he's been to all of them. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let me see. As far as. Man, there's some things in here that I I highlighted that I thought you might disagree with. Good. Yeah. Hit me with a couple of those for sure. So here's something. So um, he talks about about prism wax. Mm So in 2020, he bought two cases of prism hobby basketball prepaid $23,000 each on March 25th, overpaid, he said. Yep. On March 30th, PSA shut off grading. On April 5th, the cases were delivered. Uh, He rips a case. Uh, Then he says, I'm still in the exact same place I was on April 5th. You know, and he's writing this, you know, what, four or five months later. He says, I haven't, he hasn't ripped any more wax. He hasn't submitted any more cards for grading. He hasn't sold any more cards. Um, He hasn't converted any of those cards into cash to be used to buy for more cards. And this is, I'm not saying you disagree with this part. This is something that I think some guys are doing uh, as far as like, that may be why there could be a perceived slowdown because there are guys out there who they can't get their stuff graded by PSA and that's what they're used to. And they just decide, well, what am I gonna do? I don't have the money to turn and put back into the
1: market. So I just have to hold it. And you couple that with, by the way, my orders have been at PSA for a year, so I don't have that Mm -hmm. money back either. Yeah, at some point, the money runs out. Yep, okay, keep going. Because I did right, not so read he, this part as much. So he says, I "Um, going.
0: I also watched the value of my r- remaining case go down considerably. Today, boxes go for 1,200. He paid for a case for 23,000. Right, so you're talking you've lost 10 grand on it. So one potential reason 2020 Prism Wax is down almost 40% is because no one can grade flip, grade flip the cards they pull. Basically, demand is down on Wax and raw cards because they can't be graded. This is a different, albeit related reason why the grading shutdown contributed to the market dip." So that was kind of the thing that I was wondering if you would have the same stance on.
1: Absolutely, because I know guys personally who I would order extra cases of stuff. Granted, I'm in a position where I was getting stuff at allocation. So those PRISM cases Mm -hmm. were costing me 3,000. It's funny, I can't remember anything in my life, but case prices. Yeah. (laughs) 2020, so you're talking a little mellow rookie year those cases direct from distro at, at the time of allocation was $3,048 a case.
0: Man. So, again, yeah. huge advantage for me. I'm not saying a brag. I just mean, paid, very- he
1: paid 20 something thousand. Twenty three. But my point is, you had a lot of guys, though, who'd be like, hey, order extra cases of prisms, a bad example. I couldn't get extra cases for that price. But other products order me these cases because I'm going to rip them myself, uh, grade a ton of cards, flip them. I have an eBay store, whatever. Yeah, when you took away grading, because grading got to the point where you're going to make five to eight X on a lot of stuff if it gemmed for a reasonable grading price. All of a sudden, those guys have no margin left because they can't grade. And even if they do grade, they're going to wait forever to get it back. The money dried up. I actually completely agree with everything there. No okay. question. The only other thing, though, left out is the 2020 class was also very underwhelming. That that, oh, that hurt. Yeah. You're coming off yeah. Luca, Zion, Ja, LaMelo played good, but then got hurt. You know, Anthony Edwards was being wasted in Minnesota. That that also had some effect. But in general, I, I agree. The grading thing was a huge. Yep.
0: And so he basically to sum up all of that, he says um, he says the three C's worked in correlation for the uh, Q2 correction and magnified its size. Capital. Which were card shows, um, because basically car, you, we didn't get into this, but card shows took away from um, pricing on eBay, which is used as one of the main places for guys to price out cards. Instead of going to eBay, which is all they had while, while COVID was going on, they that ran up prices of cards because you couldn't go to a card show and buy it from a guy for the same price. Yeah, you know? so I
1: disagree with that because eBay and card shows have always run concurrently forever before this. I don't think that well, was much of a factor.
0: So and then crypto buyers and then card grading
1: shutdown. Those were the crypto three and scenes. cards for sure. Because a lot of people like me were upside down. I mean, honestly, you look at—I mean, you know my portfolio pretty well. Four or five months ago, I was—I was thirty percent was of the loss. Now I'm, yeah. Now I'm almost three x on my money. Gives you a little bit more play. Hey, I'm going to sell a couple of coins and so the, Yeah, I agree with the other two. I don't think the card show thing correlates so, nearly as much though.
0: Well, and the 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 big thing though that he points is. Of all of these things, none of these point to a larger market crisis or fundamental issue in this space.
1: No, like you've said, corrections along the way, but not a bubble Mm -hmm. burst.
0: Yeah. So several. uh, and, And during this time, though, we've also seen several profound indications that the market is overall healthy. Mm -hmm. And he starts listing out a number of these, like uh, back in February, you saw golden auctions raise $40 million from the churning group.
1: Major, major financial players coming into the space. That doesn't scream, hey, this thing's going to burst in six months to me.
0: Yep. The sale of collector's universe. Right. um, Almost a billion Yep. You saw, let's see, the completion of the sale of PSA. No so them Hobby pricing. got sold
1: for hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly. Group, whoever owns that. Um, yep. Blackstone was, bought into. Yep. Topps uh, was going to go public. They, uh
0: Of course, we all know what happened there. But then <laughs> so uh,
1: that. <laughs> uh,
0: Geniment was purchased. So you got technology right. being uh, bought in. You know, we saw what happened with Target retail sales, like how it was going absolutely insane. And it goes on. There's like months of data of all these sales and buys and new card prices, new high card prices, all this stuff. So, bottom line, there is a lot, a lot of things pointing to, oh wow, we could be at the beginning of something really amazing. And so he starts with the next section of okay, so what inning are we in? You know, people want to know here's where
1: here's where we stop then. We've done 25 minutes on this. We're going to have him on. I don't want to regurgitate all this. I, I literally think we should stop right here and say, hey, Josh, we talked about the basis of it. What ending okay. gonna Take it from there.
0: Okay. I think that's a good place to do it because yeah, then it kind of, we've kind of wrapped where, how do we get here? Now let's talk about where do we go from here?
1: What are and, we doing here?
0: <laughs> Some people might ask uh, that. I don't really know. Spoiler alert. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot. It's not to say that things are going to work out great, but there's how he makes you think about where we're at in this market, man, it makes you think this is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, so
1: anyways, which is not a bad idea cool. considering we just raised a ton of money for something. So, OK, uh, all right, all right let's going. move on. That's cool. I like it. Let's tease it. Let's leave it there. Uh, I think you did a good job narrating that.
0: Yeah, sorry. There's just there. like
1: I there's said, a ton there's to a it, man. A lot spent, of information. Yep, yeah. No problem. All right. Let's do this. Hit me with the two indie polls real quick. All right. Um, so we put one up on
0: Twitter. We put one up on Instagram. Basically Uh, Question was, yes, who's gonna be who has been the first half NFL MVP MVP to this point? By the way, what do you think the overall answer is? The
1: write in votes because you can only do a couple options. So we did Herbert, Stafford, Brady, or other. Lamar would have outranked, but I forgot to put him in just because I wasn't thinking. The amount of people that said Kyler, I, I don't know if people are just not paying attention. Kyler is, I don't even think, is going to be in the discussion. His numbers are not that great. Yes, the team is 8-1. and one. I, I don't think Kyler's anywhere close to the top of this list. Stafford yeah. got destroyed yesterday. Burrow got destroyed yesterday. People uh, wanted
0: Derrick Henry, but...
1: yeah, Again, Derrick Henry, a bunch of guys. That's cool. Derrick Henry's not going to play again this year. He's not winning an MVP. Hey, you don't say that. How dare you? You don't say that. Now, Lamar is interesting. So here's the two that really ran away with it. Brady, overwhelmingly, which he yeah. should have. Brady's still leading the league in a bunch of statistical categories in the team's six and two. Brady's, you know, again, right now, to me, he's probably in the discussion, if not the top. The other guy, though, is Lamar. I bring that up to say Brady, the ship, has sailed. Unless you, the only person I'm telling to go out and buy Brady cards right now are guys who are saying, Hey, you know what? I've actually got money. I'm not looking to get in and buy, sell, trade on a day-to-day basis. But I know Brady's the goat. I want a rookie just to put on my wall and, and be done with and just hold it forever. Cool. Go out. I don't think there's a bad time to do that with Brady. Other than that, though, I don't think you need to go out and spend money on Brady if you're going short term. And I just he's so high, he's so locked in. They're going to keep growing over the season. I think it's a good long term play. Collectors, you want a rookie, no time like the present. To get it. But Lamar is interesting to me because not only is Lamar playing great, I think the AFC I think the AFC is wide open. I keep waiting for the Chiefs to dominate. They just, they, now they won again and they're going to, you know, that's the thing. They're five and four. They're very much in the playoff discussion. But like, if you told me that the Ravens are coming out of the AFC, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, the Bills got to, sh- the Bills looked horrendous yesterday against Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, that was you had weird. a lot of
1: good teams. Dallas got beat by the Broncos. This is, and I think we probably at some point say this every year, this has been the most wide open year I can remember ever, eight, nine weeks into a season. So Lamar, to me, out of all the people on that list, is interesting. Stafford stuff has already jumped crazy through the roof. You know, Rodgers is probably going to miss another week. So two weeks out, going to be tough. You know, I, I don't know. MVP, maybe. Kyler has not been overly impressive on the numbers side of things, which you need to be. Derrick Henry's gone. Lamar, to me, is the most interesting guy on that list still. And his numbers are not reflecting somebody who's a, a frontrunner for the MVP on one of the hottest teams in the league. It's weird, man.
0: Yeah, that you is know how
1: weird. and you know another thing too, to the Derrick Henry guys, how valuable he is. I'm not saying he's not the best running back in the league. He is. They just went into L. A. yesterday and beat the best team in football without him. That, so
0: yeah, that actually gave me some hope. It doesn't I, help. as a As a Titan up Titan boy, sports boy, I was okay. Admittedly, skeptical if they could continue the winning streak without Henry. But man, it went well. To be fair, though, their defense came. That that was not a bad. Here is the other. I'll
1: tell you another interesting play. So Lamar, I think, is an interesting play with postseason. You know, high postseason um, aspirations and with MVP potentially. I'm very interested to see how we talked about Adrian Peterson last week. Mm-hmm. He actually played a little bit more than I thought he would, being his first game. And the Titans, I think this is right, have the easiest strength of schedule the rest of That's the season. That's what
0: they said.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm not so sure. This is again. Do you he think this start- could be the year? Well, maybe, but I just mean for Peterson in particular, that's Mm -hmm. a run heavy team. I do. I I had talked about spending money. I've just been so busy with the arm and everything else. I actually am going to go and get some Adrian Peterson stuff because I don't hate if I'm stuck with an AP rookie auto at the end of the day. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer and maybe he makes a crazy run with the Titans. I would never suggest buying an old running back. This might be the one time I actually think it's a cool idea. So
0: I was trying to look and see if there have been many sales, you know, anything promising. Not not a lot of movement. Not, and I granted, someone had mentioned like stop always talking about prism. I'm trying to pull away from it. It's just that you can kind of use that as good like news, a he general a pr- gauge.
1: He doesn't have but a prism rookie, yeah, there is, so we're so, safe.
0: There was no uh, prism there. But overall, yeah, there's there hasn't been a lot of movement. A slight uptick, I would yeah, say. Yeah,
1: that. that's what I mean. I think it's still a decent buying opportunity. Now, a couple other guys, Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, they're I, looking pretty good. Again, I'm not saying the Panthers are the greatest team in football. But in the AFC, they're 5-4 and four now, the Patriots. Mac looked pretty good again. He's not lighting the world on fire, but he looks to me a lot like Brady did rookie year. Of course, we're going to make that comparison. But he does. He's a pretty good game manager. Now, he has some horrendous games. Brady didn't have any horrendous games like that his rookie year. But Brady's, that's the exception, not the rule. The defense is playing well. Some of those guys are coming alive on offense. I'm not so sure they don't end up winning like 10 or 11 games this year. I, I don't know. Interesting to me though, I still think Mac is worth a look. Jordan Love does not look like he deserves to be in, in the NFL at all. That's overreaction because That's of one too game. Bad. <laughs> but the Chiefs' defense is pathetic. Kid, put, what they put up? Seven points yesterday. It wasn't
0: good. Yeah, it wasn't.
1: It was and, and I low. watched that game. He was brutal. I mean, like not knowing the play clock, not having any idea what was going. I just, I think. What's surprising
0: guys, is his. He hasn't, at least as of yet, there hasn't been a huge drop-off in his card. But there also haven't
1: been a lot of volume of sales. I think because a lot of guys are just holding, like, we know if we put his stuff on now, we're going to get killed. I think if you're holding Jordan Love stuff, you got to hold it. See what he does. See if he gets another start this week. Um, If so, if if Rodgers is out, which I haven't seen confirmed. Ronick, you haven't seen anything about that, right? Rodgers being back or not yet? No, I haven't seen anything, no. Okay, yeah, I don't think anything's been confirmed one way or the other. So, if he comes back, great. For Rodgers, it's good. Obviously, for Jordan Love, he's not going to see the field again this year. So,
0: What do you think about Rodgers in the overall, you know, the media is already, he, he's getting pulled from some advertising
1: deals and things like that. Do you think this affects card pricing? I tell you what, a lot of people don't like him. You, you know my thing. I got the vaccine. I, you know, do what you want to do. Make the best decision for you and your family. Rogers comes off to me as like the most arrogant guy of all time. (laughs) It is so strange. And then he's telling me like, I made good friends with Joe Rogan. So what? The guy who takes HGH like he's popping aspirin and is like 50 (laughs) years old. What what does he have to say? I just think it's hilarious. And on an issue like that, I just, to me, it does nothing more than distract more than anything. I don't care what you want to do. Take, not take. I don't care. But like in the middle of a football season. It just seems like a good time if you were really focused. And it's easy for me to say, right? I grew up with Brady who doesn't talk about anything that's not football related during the season. Exactly, yeah. But maybe that's a little bit of the key of the success and focus of the teams he's been on too. Rodgers, Yeah, to you have the distraction. Yeah, just stop talking. Like, what, what are you trying? And now it's, his big thing now is, well, the right's going to triumph me as a champion and the left's going to want to cancel me. Why are you talking? To, just be quiet. I, I don't yeah. understand it. And get a haircut. Jesse got one. <laughs> You can get one. I'll give you Russell's number. He'll fit oh, you. In. Yeah, Russell does good, bro. Aaron, if you need a if you need a number, he'll, he'll, you know what? While you're in there, he'll go ahead and shave that mustache off for you because that's not doing anybody any favors, pal. Yeah. Uh, I, so overall, yeah. But I Aaron. do. Hang on to your point, though. And people always say, "Well, no, off the field, they should be able to do whatever." Everybody has rights, whatever. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. There, there has been a history of repercussions when LeBron James was very was very active with uh, sh- social justice issues, and I'm not. People got mad at me since the first time. I'm not saying he should have stayed quiet or he should have spoken up. I don't care. But you can see the way the hobby perceives value. Again, that should not influence an athlete's. I'm not saying, Aaron, do this or don't do that because of your card pricing. But if you're in the hobby, I think it's something you need to at least be a little bit aware of if you're holding big positions on these guys or making a decision, should I buy you know, going forward? So, okay. Yeah, good. just stop talking. I like that viewpoint. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah, give me the NFT news. Let's go. Let's hit NFT stuff. Uh, quick little
0: note. If anybody. All right. I got to just say, guys, if you know other uh, NFTs that are coming out, let us know. But we're going to keep talking about Panini ones because it's the easiest platform I've ever used. And it I've actually started to see how I can make money. So these packs are. Ten dollars for the base that's already out that came out last week. Base Prism. They, yep. I mentioned that they have challenges. Uh, so you collect so many of the cards in those packs, you get like a really nice NFT. Uh, Where you can make money right now is these cards that are needed for these challenges are going for a premium for the next few days while the challenge is still in place. So I've sold a, uh, what was the card that I pulled? It wasn't Zion, it was, um, who did I pull the bigger one? Spida.
1: Oh, Donovan Mitchell,
0: yep. Yeah, pulled a Donovan Mitchell, sold that for $25 later that day, again, I bought the pack for 10 bucks. Then I just sold a Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony earlier today for 30 bucks. And these are for the challenges. So again, if you guys so want to try actually, and get in the flip game. You are profitable. Uh, no, because I've spent, uh, I have bought now 15 packs. But you have, uh, so have still have unopened packs, right? Yes. Yeah. So. At the end of the
1: day, if I had to ask you right now, if you sold everything, how much you think you'd make more than 150? Oh, if obviously?
0: I sold everything. It, so here's the thing. I don't know. I think I'd probably be close to breaking even, but I wouldn't sell everything quite yet because they're going to continue to have more and more challenges. So each week, there's a new challenge. And I have a really strong feeling that like, say the Carl Malone and Stockton card NFTs that I got, there's probably going to be like a vintage challenge or something where those are going to be needed. And at that time, I will put them up for sale and make some more money on them.
1: You know, at first I thought this and people are still saying like, dude, these challenges are dumb. Why are you doing this? right there you know why it's 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 not dumb because it creates demand for cards that would otherwise not be that big in demand yes yeah exactly i'm telling you the more and more i want to hate everything non-fungible stupid word (laughs) i i'm telling you it's not the worst thing in the world the whole I'm i'm trying to pull up my cards right now by the way the fact that they
0: haven't overdone this at least to this point of like just overly flooding the market with these cards, I think is what's going to really help them. Because again, we'll kind of get into this more with that whole Josh Luber white paper, but that is such a big factor with whether or not your product is successful. I need um, you to
1: show me how to sell on there though. Cause like on the, Panini oh yeah, direct, really on the Panini direct site, like I'm looking at my Mac Jones, which by the way, Mac Jones gold, not bad. I have that thing now. Yeah. It says like I can start auction, but what if I don't want to auction it?
0: You can't. I think that's the only option. It's a 24-hour auction. Okay. The, it, you can start it at however much you want, but it's a 24-hour auction, and there's a Buy It Now feature on there as well. So that's really the only option. Gotcha. Options.
1: Okay. Um, so, but I can at least dictate the starting price. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I'll do all,
0: that. All that being said, this Wednesday, uh, NBA NFT Prism Blue Wave Parallel Packs. So that's going to come with one Prism Blue Wave Parallel and two Prism Base Cards. So that comes out this week. Again, those will probably also be used for challenges. I don't know how much they cost as of yet, but Wednesday at 1 p.m. No, 3 p.m. Central Time. So
1: here's the other thing. Um, Again, we'll be correction
0: Wednesday. 10 a.m. Central Time. There's another drop of Donruss Net Marvels that comes out at 3 p.m. Central Time this Wednesday as well.
1: All right, go ahead. Here's the other thing I actually really like about the site, the Panini Direct app, because again, I'm stupid. I don't like to, I don't like to use Nintendo. So just on the card alone, you just hit view past sales just to see what it's selling for. So here's mine where I bought it for a dollar because Sean sold it to me for basically free, and I just paid him privately. But since then, 11, five 11 2 149, 210, 225, 225, 295 for that card. I don't care. If you like it or not, I don't. <laughs> I still am not like, oh, this is great. Although I am kind of like the pack thing was cool with you. I don't hate it like I used to. Yeah. I I'm I'm telling you, I still think it's a viable way. Just get in it for the flipping aspect. That's mostly what I'm in it for. I don't care. You're looking around. So me just walking. Who's in your room? No, there's a van. Amazon just pulled in my driveway. All right, there's your NFT. Three minutes. We're done. Move on. All right. I like it. I'm going to sell that Mac Jones soon. I think. Ah, no, I'm not. I'm going to hold it. See what happens. Yeah, I think you should hold it. A little I got bit it cheap. All right, let's talk releases this week. Big, re- big release week on Wednesday. Tops Triple Threads Baseball on Friday. National Treasures Baseball. I really like them both, quite frankly. I always have. Triple Threads, I think, is a really cool product. I like the mix of vet to rookie stuff. So give me... To clarify, Triple Threads, does that mean there's three people on the card? There, there are some that-, that have three, but it's just a brand name. But oh, yeah, okay. some of them are three people. Some of them are the six-player booklets. Yep, deck oh, okay. booklets, cool. 10 players. Sorry, yep.
0: newbie over here, my bad.
1: No, I like it. Like I said, though, I, I've always liked the single side of it because I, I just think like the wood one of one cards are ridiculously nice. There's some really nice stuff in there, the white whales. Um, so, what is the price per box?
0: Well, you say wood. Like, is the card made the of card wood or there's literally a, has a wood?
1: Yeah, because uh, two years ago, we pulled the Derek Jeter 101. It was like an eight piece patch auto, and the whole surface overlay of the card is wood. And then oh, the card ended cool. up going to Beckett and being a 1010. It's probably like a $10,000 card. A ni- stupid nice cards. That's I, crazy. My buddy, I pulled that from my buddy Jim. I think I could have. I think he offered that to me for like twenty five hundred years ago, and I was like, oh, it, oh I don't <laughs> nah. want. I don't want to make money.
0: <laughs> um, that is coming out. What well, you said this Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, it's going for three hundred and ninety dollars on blowout right now.
1: Okay, it's a little
0: there. High. That's fourteen cards, two packs, perk box, seven packs. Yeah, because pack. it's two mini box, right? So. What's the breakdown of autos, patches per? Uh, it says every two master box includes one autographed triple relic card numbered to 99 or less, one triple relic card numbered to 36 or less, one autographed rookie card or autographed jumbo relic numbered to 99 or less, and one jumbo relic card
1: numbered to 48 or less. Yeah, so four big hits and you get your numbered base. I, yeah, this, and this is my typical stupid boring line. I'm all in on breaks. I'll buy the Mariners, Chase, and Griffey all day for this product. I'm not buying and ripping personal boxes of it for anywhere near $400. So. But okay. I do like it for the breaks, and I like this, the cards themselves. I do really like. Now, okay. National Treasures, what's the price of that? Per box, what do you think it is? 650 Yeah, 630 Oh, okay. Six th- yeah, it's not terrible. Um. There's a couple different ways. And I, again, National Treasures, not licensed, not no logos on it. I don't care. I still really like it. Uh, again, because it's very vet heavy. You can get some ridiculous cut autos. I think Roberto Clemente cut was on the sales sheet. There's usually a Ruth, a mantle, like big stuff in there. In addition to Griffey's and Ichiro's and all that. I like breaks of it for sure. I also, this is one of those you can mess around with. The guys will do serial number breaks. So like for one box, it'll be 60 bucks a spot, 10 spots if the card is numbered, if the last number of the individual serial number is a one, two, you know, so it'll sell at one through mm-hmm. nine. So in other words, one out of 99 or 21 of 99, 31 of 99. The one spot would get all those. So a one of one would go to the one spot. I always end up messing around with serial number breaks. I still like PYTs and randoms, yeah. but I just think for cheap money, you know, or you can do a whole case for, what is that, like 24? So 240 bucks a spot. You get a one in 10 shot at every card that comes out. Not bad. Not a bad. Yeah, that's pretty cool, and I like it for the vet stuff. The rookie patch autos don't sell crazy high like Bowman stuff does, but it also doesn't mm-hmm. cost you what Bowman costs to get into it, so I don't mind it. Is this uh, is Eddie breaking this? Is Gio doing this? Eddie and me. I got a case myself as well, so we'll both oh, nice. be breaking stuff this weekend. He'll he'll be doing triple threads though for sure. I'll be doing uh, national treasures. Yep. Uh, all right. Any other new releases or that it? Uh, that is it. So let me give you the. I feel bad. We ran this thing down so far. Um. You know what? No, we're doing so. We're going to do my favorite products growing up segment on Thursday because I want to actually spend some time in it. And if we do it now, we're going to blow through it. I don't want to do that. So, okay. A lot of 2000 flair. I'm going to tell you that God. right
0: now. There's a lot of 2000 that us. 2000 was a big year for you.
1: And a lot of it's like 2000, 2001, 2003. That's when I was going to my dad's every other weekend. And that's all we did. Saturday morning, we got up and went to the flea market every other Saturday because it was a bunch of car dealers at the flea markets. And we would just buy boxes and boxes and boxes of cards. I don't remember asking. Was your dad ever into collecting at all? No, but like he would always go to the shows and he would always like like he liked looking at some of the memorabilia and the pieces like he'd think that was cool. But in terms of like buying and selling no. no. Nope. Oh, OK.
0: All he right.
1: Um, OK,
0: uh, well, then I re- really that just leaves mailbag. But before we do that, uh, we do want to do a special shout out to the contributors of the newsletter, uh, the nonsense letter. If I thought you we were will. getting
1: on a Zoom call with these people to talk to these guys at one point. Yeah, we we really need to just to say thanks. but Well, if we're well. just saying thanks, we say right now. I thought we were going to talk about ideas. How many times ta- you keep thanking them, though? I'm like, well, we'll, give them, well, give them a little time. We'll actually talk with them. Uh, John McTaggart,
0: John Dudley, Jorge Cal- uh, Calderon. Thank you guys so, so much. Appreciate you guys putting together some stuff for us. Um, if you guys haven't already sign up for the newsletter, check it out. It's got, uh, not only interesting articles about the industry, about the hobby, it's got links to, uh, new video content, uh, upcoming, uh, thoughts about what we're going to be doing on podcast, things like that. So you can kind of be in the know. So check it out. Uh, okay. we also wanted to mention this Thursday at three 30 central time. Mike, I didn't realize this. Am I on this? Or is this you and Sean? You were supposed to be, you don't, know, I guess you don't have to be.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think. Like the four of us need to be on this thing.
0: I mean, I don't know. I guess okay, I, you okay, don't we'll have talk. to be. Spinatron is coming on. If you're not familiar, he's very well known in the NFT space and the physical the space, by the way. Oh yeah, well yeah. I, I'd like to know. One
1: question for first of all, I need we need if I'm coming on, which I don't have to. I want a real name. I'm not calling somebody. <laughs> Sp- I am not super uh, Mr. familiar. Mr. Spin, Mr. Otron.
0: Otron, I'm Spin. sorry.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I've seen like if you like if you follow him on Instagram, he's got some ridiculous like one on one logo, man, stupid, stupid, nice stuff. I'm guessing multi multi million dollar collection. But he's huge in the NFT space, which is cool. So, well, and he's kind of good.
0: Sean, who has been helping us so much with the newsletter, he also posted on Facebook last week about the uh, Panini prison drop. And that had like one of the most viewed and commented on posts that we've seen in a while, like 12,000 people viewed it, uh, almost 300 comments. Anyways, there's obviously some attention to the space. So we figured for the guys who want to know more, we'll do like a little bit of a, a watch and learn of how to peruse the Panini world. But that so, thing's
1: good. So the Spinatron is the interview. You're doing that. Okay. Uh, Either way, we just do that on StreamYard so you can cast it live to YouTube and Facebook or no? What do you do? How? Where are you doing it at? In the this Facebook? This is on
0: Facebook. Yeah. On the fa- in the Facebook group. So it'd be cool where... to
1: put a clip of that on our YouTube. But... Yeah, I'm sure we could. Okay. Whatever. Cool. I like that.
0: Any other announcements before we get into a little mailbag? I don't think so. My butterflies are a little gone away, but they're not completely gone. I went to bed last night. And I had butterflies. And I woke up this morning and I had butterflies. And I don't know why I have so Is it because you're quitting your
1: job this, like, today? <laughs> I,
0: I think the more I keep thinking about it, I think it I have is. to put my job sooner than the end of the year. I think I have to quit at the end well, of the month. Well, based
1: on our schedule, wasn't the thing today we talked about December 6th? Uh, yes. December 6th would be Monday. That'd be the start date. So I would... Uh, oh, so would, you need like, to be done with that before then. The Friday before,
0: yeah, would be... So you
1: need to give you a notice this goal. week, this Friday.
0: Uh, yeah, I probably need
1: to. I mean... I don't think he's listening. My man Me and Jesse had right an now, interesting but. conversation though. I did tell him we have a couple new opportunities gonna end up being pretty big. And mm-hmm. that was it. Like we were two roads diverged in a yellow wood. Robert I like How you say this
0: as if like you're
1: making giving me an ultimatum when
0: I'm the one who already
1: said I'm I was glad little bit I'm glad it didn't like that not come off of that, because that of the point the of my call the other day. It was other like, hey, It was you were planning on you were the on you 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 know the the one i talking. talking... I was like, hey, by the way, though, if this goes through. I can't wait till the end of January. Like, I need you there yeah. beginning of December. So to your credit, you are stepping up. You never said beginning of
0: December. You said and we had both agreed end of December. But now, as of this
1: thing that we've got going on, I think I need to do even sooner than that. So I agree. So and then yeah. we're getting a studio. Pretty, pretty sure. I'm going to put the chance of us having a studio by the first of the year. Right now, I'm going to put it at 43 percent. Forty three. But That's trending hard. up.
0: Actually, that's better than what I, thought. I think that's a more realistic number. A lot of times, you like to give a really optimistic
1: number. I'm and not I don't with my believe optimism. That.
0: Sure. Yeah. Not, I don't my don't license like
1: says five nine. So yep. <laughs> all right. Let's hit the mailbag and then be on our way. Okay. Man, I thought I had something else I was supposed to mention.
0: No, can't be good. Hicks I don't know what it from- is. From <laughs> um, all right. Before we get into our Facebook good friends
1: with their mailbag questions. By the way, real quick, picks mm. from phone. My last pick is you knock it. <laughs> we went out to dinner. We're sitting in the, the whole backside of the restaurant. It was all glass right above the sidewalk. Some poor guy <laughs> is just there on his phone <laughs> texting somebody. Jesse is just leaning over and just tapping <laughs> on the glass. Look at him. <laughs> I, I mean, it was so close oh. so I could read what he was texting. We need I a live wondering. event here in Nashville. Once the show gets some ratings, live like, event here in Nashville, go to dinner oh. with Jesse and just see him interact. <laughs> Oh, Multiple party buses w- would have gladly picked oh, this guy up that having can't himself be good. a great time. Really I went bad to my ideas. first ever Speakeasy. So oh, that was those are cool, man. I had three no three diet cokes. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's not a joke, you <laughs> uh, you also had some tater tots. Um tots all were right. fantastic. I had a couple wingies. <laughs> Dude, Mikey don't like Don't wingies? even get me started. Okay. Mailbag.
0: Discord. Sprint 42 wants to know. Smart to invest in Jimmy Butler as possible MVP, then
1: sell high. Here's the trouble. I, Jimmy Butler said two really good seasons in a row. There hasn't been a ton of movement. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Meh. I think it's nah. safe because I don't think he's going to drop off, but I wouldn't be expecting a big boom with him either.
0: Okay. Um M. Volk 2 from Discord. Oh, okay. The same one. Any advice? For someone who hasn't submitted a card for grading before, he's going to use Nash cards, but he says, what about cleaning, prepping the card prior to? Any common mistakes people make the first few times? Also, does the advice that you're about to give change for cards over 50 plus years old?
1: Yeah, over 50 years old, you don't need to prep them much. I mean, you just send them in. There's no surface to clean. You just send it. Um, He's doing the first one thing correctly, though. If you can sub through someone else, and get them to look over the card for the same cost. If you just go on SGC's website, it's going to cost you 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Nash cards, it's $25 if you do everything yourself. So I just tell people, just have them do the full service. They will put it in the card saver. They will prep the card. They'll wipe off the service. They're not going to clean it and buff it. And they will. Get, and you can even tell them, hey, if the card grades 8 or lower in your opinion, don't send it. Save me the money. It's still only going to cost you the 30 bucks. I would say use the full service there for 30 bucks a card. That that to me is a no break. That's what I do. And I don't get a break on price anymore, by the way. Chris has gotten a little cheap with me lately. That's not true. Come on, Chris. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, I also got a wait, guy wait. that drives into my house, Eric. The guy who works lives right <laughs> down the road. So I can't complain about anything. Does Nash Cards do that for everybody? Or is that just you? I don't or think does... Eric's making house calls. But I also <laughs> gave Eric a wedding gift. And he, he literally drives by the house. It's actually a perfect fit. Would you get him? Cash. What else am I going to get? Around? Oh, okay. You think I'm going to gift registry and go to Target? No. Like a set of Ginsu
0: knives or something. They can cut through cut through cans. What? Cut through the Seinfeld. Of, read the next question. Seinfeld. Oh, Mister Alt Art wants to know. I graded some of my cards with HGA and a few of them gemmed nine point five. One I am most intrigued by is a Desmond Baind Orange Cracked Ice Auto. Hey, for nine, that's a nine point five. Worth the crossover to M, uh, PSA.
1: I don't know what the value is of the card. It's going to cost you at least 150 bucks. So the card to me has to be worth at least, to me, it's got to be worth at least 500 if it PSA 10s. So if that's the case, then sure, give it a shot. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Arb,
0: oh boy. Arb Moy. This is the problem know. with Discord.
1: These guys just know, make up names. They aren't actual
0: names. Uh, RB Moyd from Discord. Would it be good for the hobby if Fanatics bought Upper Deck in revived brands such as Exquisite and Ultimate? With We see older cards from those SKUs from the early uh, 2000s sell for huge money, and I always love them. But wonder if newer collectors would have only known high-end Panini, who have only known high-end Panini, will care as much about them in 2025.
1: I don't think older ex- uh, exquisite stuff is ever going to drop. That is the gold standard in the hobby. Um, I also don't think that there's a, even a shot that they buy fanatics. They just re up their deal with the NHL. So... Or fanatics buys them. Fana- right? Yeah, fanatics buying upper deck. So would it be cool? Honestly, no. They have enough now. I think it's cool that upper deck's going to stay independent. <laughs> I, uh, actually, me, I think that's, I, think yeah, I that, agree with that. That
0: to me is more intriguing. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see where they go. That's another thing that man, I keep referencing it, but there's a lot of room for like expansion and diversity of what you can do in this space that we're just now touching on. Um, and it, to see all of that under the helm of one company, I feel like you you would not be able to be as creative in the card space as far as ideas and new things coming out. So, yeah, that's
1: a good Agreed. Point.
0: Facebook. Dave Greger wants to know. You I'm young? not. I like to make sure my wife and daughter who are three rooms away can still hear me. Gotcha. Dave Greger. I wonder if that was loud. I'm not as knowledgeable it about was. the football market. I have heard that generally you want to invest in QBs. I'm I wonder about the play Cooper Cups rookie. This sentence was phrased wrong. Doesn't matter. I wonder Cooper about Cup. the Cooper Cup rookie. He's on pace uh to not only lead the league in receiving but has a shot of most receiving yards ever ever in a season. Do you like the play of
1: his prison? First of all, let's take a breath. Cooper Cup's very good. I don't think he's breaking a record this year. I mean, I know projections where he's at right now. I don't mind the wide receiver running back play. I don't think Cooper Cup would be the guy I'd take. Because if you ask people who the top 10 receivers in football are, Cooper Cup's probably the most forgotten name on that list. So I also don't think it's a terrible play because he's cheap anyways. But I'm not like sitting there pining over Cooper Cup. I don't think many people are. So. You gotta hype has to play into this some a little bit, at least, if you're gonna get into uh non QBs for sure. So, safe, yeah, upside me Tristan Brown wants to know, I, I, think, I think meh is like a 3.5 on a one to 10 for those to cross over.
0: Really, I would have said meh. maybe like a four, okay.
1: 3.5 too.
0: Next. <laughs> Tristan Brown wants to know, I picked up an Aaron Rodgers Elite Series auto out of five a couple of weeks ago. Would you recommend holding until the playoffs or sell immediately? Brag about
1: it, why don't you, pal? <laughs> uh, yeah, hold it to the playoffs. Why would, uh, Don't sell it now. He's not playing. Playoffs. Okay. And he's as hated now as he's ever been. Hold to the playoffs. <laughs> yep. Uh
0: Dunham and Barnes. For Sports Boy and Mike, oh. what are you looking to buy over the next few months given where we're at in the season with the three major sports? You take this. You, are, are any sports cards on your agenda? or Not really. Here's the thing: now that I've invested so much into Celebs. the the celeb market side of things, I don't even think about like what I'm going to buy on the okay. sports side. That yeah, being you, said, if any of the if any celebrity or I'm sorry, any sports figure goes into a movie or TV show, then I'll consider buying it.
1: And for me, here's the thing: boring time for me right now. I don't like buying in the middle of seasons because I think it's a bad time to do it. So the, I'd rather get in lower if I can later. Um, and I'm focused on the new house, hopefully, two to three weeks out, and we're moving in. I'm still like two pieces short for the wall, so like a Griffy jersey is still like right at the top of my list. Um, I'm a member right now, memorabilia has become kind of my focus, like a really nice entire roster all-star to sign photo or something for the wall. That's kind of what I'm focusing on. And I'm going on like all 90s, early 2000s stuff. Guys I remember seeing, guys I grew up watching. So I'm kind of boring. Yeah. Uh,
0: Rob Meadows wants to know, oh, this one's for me. Uh, This one's for Sports Boy. Who's the next celebrity auto you're going after? That Coolio was pretty cool. We'll probably try and find out more for my collection. Honestly, you know what? When it comes to sport, this is something I'm going to be going after. Um, I want more skateboard carts. And I can't find as many, but in fact, I'll go ahead and show you guys now. I did get myself a PSA 10 Bam Margera uh auto from the Pop Century series. I think it's I don't know. I grew up watching.
1: I don't think Bam's doing a lot MTV. of skating these
0: days. <laughs> he still knows how to skate. Oh, I saw bam. him on a thing. Um, oh but some sturdy board. <laughs> but like Tony Hawk, uh, yep. I would definitely, you know, you know, the bigger names over there i think would be really cool honestly i think skateboarding was such was really the only sport i actively participated in and granted i didn't do it very well i i could almost only though i and i knew how to ride a skateboard so i like to think i'm pretty good but that being said i want to i want some more of those
1: you have motivated me to re- revise my last answer you know the number one item on my list and i haven't even spent any time looking the last few weeks i still want to get like that signed script of seinfeld I would oh, like it yeah. signed by Kramer, Jerry and George and Elaine. I'd like the whole foursome on there, but I would take the three or even just a lot of them are just George and Jerry, which is fine, too. But I think that's kind of cool. They do those script uh, autograph scripts. I mean, yeah, copies of the script, but who cares? I still I still think it's really cool. I would yes. frame that up and put it in my office, though. Absolutely. For a wall piece, that'd be yep. really cool. I'll do a few um, more. I, we went to too long earlier. Sorry. Let's do David
0: Bowman. Twelve more. <laughs> I don't think we have them. Uh, What's the best way to look up a non-serial numbered SSP card print run?
1: Oh, that's a good question that I don't know. So for you guys, that SSP, super short print. Now with a Bowman card, with a lot of cards nowadays, it just says, hey, this card is, you know, one of five, one slash five, you know, serial number to five. SSPs, like the post Indy made the other day, the big head cards and tops, Remember the Tatis? Yeah,
0: the Tatis, yeah. That's
1: an SSP. And I'm using that as an example. They may have stated the print run. I haven't looked. I don't know how you find out, though, if it's not stated. Like, sometimes manufacturers will release that info. Um, if they do, a lot of times it's on, like, Beckett's website or Cardboard Connection. You could check. But that's a good question. I'm not sure there's just, like, a master list with those. And I don't know that they always release those either.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I like it when something stumps you. That's a it good makes question, me, actually. Yeah, makes I like me
0: that think one. you're human. Uh, Jordan Joseph wants to are know, that are the- you
1: call me big. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. no. no,
0: no, no biggie. OK, we don't have the copyright Uh Jordan. Joseph wants to know what are the perks for running your flip game as an LLC?
1: For example, tax Levitt? breaks. What Is that Jordan goes, <laughs> Jordan Joseph. <laughs> jo- God, <laughs> Swing uh, and a uh, miss. for example,
0: tax breaks for supplies write-off part of your mortgage for a home
1: office, et cetera? So you can do that with an LLC, with a co- well, corporation I can't speak to, I don't know. You can do that with an LLC or with just a simple sole proprietor. I ran the group, I ran the um, breaking company as just a DBA, doing business as sole proprietor. Just keep track of all your expenses. So you can do that either way. LLC just takes you pers- takes away personal liability. I don't necessarily know what the personal liability would be. So I'm not sure. So one recommendation just for anybody. A who's, text guy, for sure. Yeah,
0: uh, that would be probably the biggest yep. recommendation. But also like, if you're going to do anything like that, make it uh, where you're going to be writing stuff up, get a card, like a credit card that dedicated only to that. Yep. You know, that you only get a PayPal there.
1: account dedicated to that. Uh, yeah, just uh, simplify things as much as you can on your side. Yeah, try
0: not to intermingle personal expenses with business stuff. Um, all right, Tim French wants to know, Jesse. What's business, think- just
1: personal? There's nothing more personal than business. <laughs> Mike Scott. Oh yeah, I, uh, I know it. It that's good. You.
0: Uh Tim French wants to know what do you think about wrestling cards being the next big thing to blow up? Lots of history, tons of colorful characters, plus a large and dedicated fan base. Looking at prices seems like an untapped market. So there actually was a little bit of an increase when everything increased yeah, was back a big in Q2. Bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we were talking about like you know, Hulk Hogan stuff. Um A lot of like the WWF uh, stuff before it became WWE. Um, I don't know, though, overall, like where, when that becomes bigger. But my overall viewpoint of the card market right now, again, some of my I've become a little bit more optimistic after reading that white paper. I think that we're still at the beginning of something to become very big. So if there is a fan base for the person, uh, no matter, you know. I think there you don't want like some rando car Who's the
1: biggest wrestler when you were a kid? Like Oh first Hulk
0: thing. Hogan was the first thing I would think of. Like he was kind of this, past his
1: he was like he, past his prime when I was a kid. Oh,
0: absolutely. But that's still the first wrestler I think. Undertaker of was
1: Undertaker was my guy when
0: I was watching. wrestling. Oh, I was gonna do a like cold stone cold yep. cold. No, you got it. No. Cold Stone Steve. Yep. Cold Stone Ice Cream Steve, stone um, Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the other one. I agree. Um, he was huge, and the Rock, but the Rock came a little later, didn't he? A little
1: bit, I think. Yeah, but that Brett, still- Brett Hart was big when I was a kid. I don't even know how I got yeah. the first. I remember I actually got a I got a pay per view once. It was uh, what's you the got big a pay per
0: view? Is it WrestleMania? Man, Richie Rich, we never had. And pay-per-view. my dad
1: got me. one. It was when the Undertaker had a cage match with Mankind. I was like oh, ten or twelve years old. Mankind freaked me out as a I, kid. I'm not gonna lie. When I, <laughs> it's interesting. As much as like other interest in sports like Wayne's like baseball now I'm like ah I used to love it wouldn't miss a game now I'm like eh. I've never been more hot and cold than anything in my life I was all about <laughs> wrestling that was probably twelve and I was like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen <laughs> like it's just weird but I was all about it when I was a kid
0: yeah well I think there's still room for those cards to make a play um, but when that happens not not sure yeah get who get a, get whoever you like That's Sting what I, say. I remember Sting being big. Yeah, he has that those songs like the the big the show.
1: Big show was good.
0: Zachary Sean Lewis Michael. wants to know Our Michael. Yep. with running backs like t- Jonathan Taylor, Thomas. Yep, do you sell now while he's playing out of his mind, or hold to see if there's additional growth? Since running backs have such short careers and their prime usually lasts a couple of years, I feel like now may be the time to sell.
1: Thoughts? I concur. Next question. Thank you. Hit answer his own question. I agree with it.
0: Go ahead. Okay. Yep. Um. Actually, I think this is our last question. Perfect. Last. Zach Dinges. After reading the Josh Luber piece over the weekend, I got really interested in the CL card Ladder 50 index. For the super high-end cards on the list, would you rather own a fractional piece of the card or a lower grade of a similar card, for example, fractional ownership of the Bowman Chrome Brady PSA 10 versus physical copy of a lower grade Bowman uh, Bowman Paper Brady?
1: I want to own the card for me. I will do both. I, I mess, I'm messing around with fractional a little bit now. I, I, if I had my choice, though, I'd rather have, instead of 2% equity in a PSA 10, I'd rather just own a PSA 7.
0: OK, all
1: no. right, that's fair. I like the I, uh, cards.
0: I like the fractional play because I don't like investing that much money into a single card either. So right. that's that's my personal opinion on it. Um you know what I just realized as we're finishing up, I'm noticing like it's darker in my room and I it's because the sun's not in the right place. I think that's part of the butterflies. This whole time change, I'm tired of it. I'm di- I'm I'm going on record, I'm over daylight savings time. Time there. change
1: is really such a joke. I mean, how many people are farming now? I don't know. Why, why are we shifting my whole schedule around a farmer? I don't.
0: Don't. Know. It's not. A, you're going to start getting posts. Like, it's not all about the farmers. It's different stuff. So, oh, here's I the bottom line. Care. If you're going to you Tennessee, you, you know, Tennessee passed the law that we're not supposed to do it anymore, but because it has to do like it affects federal commerce, that means like the U.S. government has to approve us not no longer doing daylight savings time. And there's like us in a number of other states that they just haven't gone through and said yeah you're okay to do this
1: you got to do it across the board or don't do it across the board either way it has to be uniform you know arizona doesn't recognize i'm it. aware i don't I, I don't really recognize arizona for anything what <laughs> goods come out of arizona i don't know diamondbacks that's a thing yeah great worst team in baseball awesome oh <laughs> the phoenix suns are good though. Sorry. there you go <laughs> i don't think we have anything else to announce we're good so we'll be back thursday I, i'm i'm putting the probability at 70 percent that josh luber joins us thursday or Monday or Thursday next week, one of the next three shows.
0: I feel so. If you I guys want
1: to guess, I think we're gonna have one there. I'm gonna say Simmons comes on once in November. I'm gonna I'm gonna text him again and see. And Jason Flynn to talk soccer cards in a beautiful Irish accent. I want a basketball guy to come on, which would be good for Bill to come on and talk about it. There you go. I want you
0: to I want you to be able to bounce some more stuff off of a basketball guy. OK,
1: uh, like a boun- like a I'm bounce
0: to look at basketball Thursday.
1: Thursday if Josh is here, we're going to open with that. If not, we'll open like with the sports thing again. I just thought today was cool, like mix it up. We keep doing like the weekend recap, and that's kind of how we start the show. I was like, you know, we just had like a major document drop that, you know, from one of the most res- one of the most well-known people in the hobby. So I was like, let's let's kind of change it up a little bit as opposed to just, hey, this game happened. Let's look up a PSA 10 card of this guy and you should buy or sell. Felt nice to do something a little different today.
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: 100%. I'm on board. All right. There you go. Sports cards, nonsense. Make sure you check out our socials, Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook group. We're closing on 20 K there, which is pretty cool. Um, cool. I was going to say something else, but I don't remember the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. All of our card services and affiliate deals are on there. So you can save money on like, you can get free money and or save money on star stock on card ladder columbiahobby.com for supplies we got a deal worked out with them Uh, zioncases.com we have a deal worked out with them as well Uh, and then if you're looking to like consign to grade cards, uh, where to break, local shops, all that stuff is on there as well so make sure you check that out under card services, card ladder, there's a promo code for them as well, I don't know if I said that or not maybe maybe not, yeah perfect so there you go, brought to you by Spotify see you on Thursday bye bud Goodbye.